Welcome back, everyone, to NYU Grad's Daily Podcast. Today is Sunday afternoon. Hope you're enjoying your weekends, your families, and are um, just recovering from uh, a long, hard week. Um, a lot to cover today. I'll cover uh, same format as I usually do, right? Like, I'm going to go into breath and peel the onion from there. So, looking at breath on Friday, it wasn't good. Um, we had 69 new highs and 573 new lows. Uh, new lows have been outpacing new highs 3 to 1 uh, for the past few sessions. If you recall, we had like, you know, 100 new highs in a few other sessions and 300-ish new lows. That's picked up quite a bit. Um, on Friday, the um, there was an attempt uh, to to try to bounce right from the previous close. We opened up. It looked like it was going to try to rally right around uh, 1 p.m. Everything sold off, and it looked like oh, fake out. We're going to close near the lows. It seemed. Then right around two o'clock. Uh, there was some defense being played with a Magnificent 7, uh, particularly NVIDIA and Apple. And shares tries, uh, shares tried to rally into like 3, 3.15 p.m. New York. And then the last half hour, uh, it gave up. And um, we closed near the lows. And if you take a look at the volume of breath on Friday's session, it was not strong to the upside, nor was it strong to the downside. So I had even posted on Substack Notes, hey, watch for the volume of breath to see if the bounce uh, is real. And uh, sure enough, uh, up volume was not impressive. And once we hit some of the overhead resistance levels, uh, it turned tail and went south very hard. So that's kind of the complexion of the day. We had 41% of shares advancing versus 54% declining. Uh, we are now at almost 80% of stocks under its 50-day moving average. And every single stock of the Magnificent 7 are all under the 50-day moving average. That is not a good sign. Um, what you want to watch for is panic uh, selling and panic buying. So this is the part of the market where if the powers that be wants to play defense, they know how bad this looks, right? End of quarter two is coming up. So this would be a likely time for Wall Street to press the panic button to the buy side and say, yay. Uh, we got to play some defense here, end of quarter, end of month. Let's start buying up NVIDIA, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Google, Meta, and let's get everything above the 50-day moving average. So watch for that. Or the other flip side here is if that doesn't happen, we are going to see panic selling. Because the rest of the market is looking at it like, oh, crap, we're under the 50-day. Oh, crap, we're under the 
120 moving average we're now testing the 200 day moving average so it just be selling begets selling so i'm fairly confident in saying we're not just going to languish and putter around here we're not gonna you know go back and forth in limbo in the random chop which is good we're going to be violently going up to retest or defend the 50-day moving average or we're going to violently move down to the 200-day moving average so it's really flip a coin moment here uh, this coming week I think uh, the only thing that is a headline risk um, there's a few um, but the big one and I'm not sure why Powell is speaking on Thursday but he is he has a speech coming up at 4 p.m. on Thursday, September 28th. So that's going to be big. You have uh, Monday is pretty light. There's really no economic data coming out on Monday. But you have new home sales um, coming out and consumer confidence on Tuesday, uh, durable good orders on Wednesday, and GDP revisions and initial jobless claims on Thursday before Powell speaks at 4 o'clock. And then on Friday, you have the PCE, personal spending, um, and uh, wholesale inventories on Friday. But Thursday is going to be the, the, the big tentpole event on what Jerome Powell says. He just spoke. They just uh, told us what they're going to do with rates last week. I can't foresee him saying anything different than what he said last week, where he was uh, what was the hawkish pause was it coined term in the past few weeks where now people are like, oh, man, he's really hawkish. So it will be interesting to see if he reverses course and becomes dovish or light handed on Thursday. But I doubt it because if he does then he loses all credibility. Um, so that's what's happening this coming week. Uh, when I take a look at the past week, it was really bad. So if you look at the weekly picture, the VIX was up 30%. The Russell 2000 was down 3.8%. The NASDAQ composite was down 3.6%. The NASDAQ 100 was down 3.3%. The S&P 500 was down 2.9%. And the Dow Industrial was down 1.9%. So very heavy selling and that's not again that's not you and me selling here that's institutions um i already mentioned that the magnificent seven they're all under the 50-day moving average but i want to reiterate that and how important that is because they make up over 50 percent of some of the indices um, another thing that stood out on friday the uaw united autos workers union they are now on their seventh day well nine if you count the weekends right um of strikes and it, in the leaked notes it said that they are prepared to strike for months uh which was new information that i don't think the automakers are going to appreciate um and then on friday uh you know it just closed the lows so i'll post charts uh with the show notes um but it was a pretty ugly week very ugly day what really stuck out were yields. So yields have been rising, but on Friday they were actually red. So you would think that that would give some reprieve to the risk assets, but yields were down a little bit on Friday, and yet 
they they couldn't manufacture that bounce. Not a very good sign. And you take a look at ITB or XHB or any of the new home builders, they're um, they're relatively higher than the economic data of housing starts. I'll post a layer chart of ITB and housing starts, and ITB started trading back in twenty uh, in in two thousand six, but um, it's been trading in lockstep ITB as well as the housing starts, but ever since about two thousand and seventeen to two thousand eighteen, there's been a divergence where the the home building index rallied much further than the housing start numbers and now you see housing starts starting to dip so one of these are going to correct either itb is going to go south to meet housing starts or we're going to see an explosion of housing starts um what was strong on the day you had crude oil and uh, a few other things but not much and then on the weak side there are a lot of individual names, right? You have a firm holdings down 5%, coin down 4.6, AI down 4.4, Tesla down 4.2, DraftKings down 3.3, Roku down 3.2. Uh, I can go on for another half hour. Uh, so it was a pretty ugly session. Um, what to watch? Just, as I said, on Friday, there's Jerome Powell's speech at 4 o'clock. But just keep watching yields, bonds, economic data, and the Magnificent Seven. I'll catch you on the next one.